Hello and welcome to the Salon Services podcast for hair and beauty professionals. Each month we're chatting to some of the leading names in the hair and beauty industry and we're sharing expert tips and advice on everything from raising your prices to caring for your mental health at work. I'm your host Lou Sherlock and in this episode we're looking at ways to protect your freelance hair and beauty business from any disruption caused by COVID-19. The potential for disruption has never been greater. Business expert Erica Wolf-Murray is here to help. She's guided hundreds of small businesses to success. So hi, Erica. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Great to be here. Well, I wonder if we could start just by finding out um, a bit more about you and your work with small businesses. Yes, I, um, I've i been both a creative head and a financial director. And when I was looking to think about what I was going to do next after I'd left a company that I'd been working with for some time, I realized that um, there was a huge amount of my background that had been working with small businesses and businesses of all sorts of different types. And I really wanted to think about how I could help these um, companies that are really the engine of the UK economy. You know, there's something staggering, like of all the companies in the UK, I think it's 98% of them are small or medium enterprises. Um, and a huge amount of them are micro businesses, which are businesses less than, than, than 10 people. And really, nobody helps these people build their businesses just in the same way as there are very, very few opportunities um, to help freelancers out available. You know, if you're a freelancer, I'm not sure you know, where you'd think about going for help. Um, and yet there are over 5 million freelancers and over 5 million micro businesses in the UK economy. So I realized that there was, a, it was just a huge opportunity because there was such a big gap in the market to help small companies. Um, so I developed a methodology when working with bigger companies and I realized I could apply it to these, you know, micro businesses and freelancers. Um, and often these people are doing just, extraordinary things but because they choose to work freelance they get sort of clumped into you know you know what sort of businesses are they running are they lifestyle businesses or whatever mm. but they contribute massively to the UK economy um, so I wrote a book I do a lot of speaking um, I work with organizations that have got um, freelancers and micro businesses as part of their members and I meet the most most amazing people it's fantastic <laughs> Obviously, these are really strange times at the moment. Um, so what are the key challenges facing, especially hair and beauty businesses and especially self-employed freelancers? Um, I think the challenges are some. There are some challenges that um, every business shares. And then I think there are some that are really re unique to, to this particular sector. Um, I think there's a big um, question about customer confidence. Um, do you want to work very closely, very intimately with somebody who, um, you know, you don't know who they've been talking to. And I think it works both ways that way, you know, both the hair and beauty person as well as the, per the, the person being treated. So I think that's one thing. Um, I think another point is that people are conserving their incomes. If you don't know what the security of your job is, you may not choose to spend money on hair and beauty. You may say, actually, I'm going to keep it in my bank account and I'm going to go instead of, you know, having an appointment every eight weeks, every 10 weeks, you may say, actually, I'm going to go every six months. Um, so I think that is. 
I think there's also some very unpredictable attitudes out there. I think if you're running a mobile um, venture, people are going to be anxious about letting you into their homes. Um, So that has an impact. And then, of course, we've got local spikes and, Mm. and local lockdowns. You know, we don't know really when those are going to hit. Yes, of course, local councils keep you informed, but, you know, you're not necessarily always going to be aware of, mm. of when that's coming down the road towards you. And then one final point is that because there's a rising number of unemployed and people who, you know, are looking to go into new businesses themselves because they've lost their job, they, that could equate to um, a race to the bottom in terms of price undercutting. So mm. I think there are, you know, there are lots of threats out there. And you just mentioned um, local lockdown, which um, and they seem to seem to happen almost overnight sometimes. Um, and again, if you're running a mobile business and you've got a full appointment book and then you find out you have to suddenly shut down for two weeks, how can you prepare for that in any way? Um, I think there are different ways of looking at it. First of all, I think in advance, you need to think about, are there any other revenue streams that I can create that I can use online, that I can do online? Now, I know there's a huge amount of free content out there. Everybody does. But is there something that you could do that, you know, builds a network that you can develop in some way, shape or form to help you monetize some of your skills online? And what about um, financially? Because obviously we've had a very long national lockdown, which has had a massive impact on finances. Um, Is there any way that you can prepare your business for being shut for two weeks? I think there are a number of steps you should be taking now, okay? Um, I mean, it may be two weeks, it may be longer, um, you know, we just don't know. So I think that you need to really, really look at your cash position now. Um, and. I know it's, it feels a bit like saying it after the sort of shutting the stable door after the horse is bolted, but if you can build up long term, you need to really, really look at building up cash reserves in your business. Okay. That's mm. an absolute priority. It's something that I tell all of my clients, no matter the size. You know, if you can have six months, and this is, I do realize this is a dream for lots of people. If you can have six months trading money in the bank, um, that is just the most perfect position to be in. So, you know, what can you shield or what can you pull into your resources now? If you run a small business and you are eligible for something like a business bounce back loan, even if you don't need it, get it Mm. Um, because you can store it, you can save it away, tuck it away in your business. You don't need to touch it, Um, but actually um, you you could innovate using that money. It could, you know, provide you with that six months money and you've got quite a long time to pay it back and it's Mm. very low interest rate. So really pull in as much cash as you can when you're able to. And that includes those that business bounce back then. I think the other thing that's really important is to build a solid mailing list for yourself. Make sure all your customers are on that mailing list. And, you know, you could think of a really inventive way of charging them. So if you've got a mailing list and you know you're facing two weeks of quarantine, um, you could email everybody and say, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I've, I've got to quarantine, um, but you had some appointments. Would you be happy still to pay for those appointments? And, you know, we'll do a pay it forward model. So I will owe you 
a appointment and I'll come and do it as soon as I'm out of quarantine. So there are lots of different ways. Or, of course, you could do something, um, you know, you could say to everybody, you have your hair um, appointment, you have your hair appointment every eight weeks. How about we set up a subscription model where we split the cost instead of um, me charging you when you come in, we add up all the appointments you have in a year and we split the cost over 12 months. And then you've got regular income coming in every month mm -hmm. if you can do that with enough customers. You know, it really is about, about being inventive. Mm. And it sounds like from what you're saying as well, it's really important to have that relationship with your clients and just keep them informed as you go and really build them into the solution. It is. And if you think about the relationship that you have with people that you see regularly, I mean, you know, when I think of um, the person who um, cuts my hair and who I go to, I've known him since he was a small child, <laughs> and uh, which is lovely. And, he, you know, he's now in his late 20s. And I've known his family a long time. You know, they're part of the community that I lived in. And even though I've moved away from that community now, you know, if I can, I still go back there. And he knows who I am. He knows my life story. I know his. You know, those are very precious relationships. You know, how can you build on those relationships to help get you through the tough times, but actually also your customers through the tough times? Because, you know, we're in this together and, and everybody wants to look after each other. You know, I'm sure therapist customers are as concerned about the therapist's businesses as they are about, you know, their own lives. And how, um, how early should you be putting together a plan for any business disruption? Should you be doing it now or should you wait until you feel it's quite imminent? No, you should do it now. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, you absolutely have to have a plan now. The interesting thing too, you know, of course, about having a plan that you're building now is that you're going to see things in it that um, you could say, well, I don't need to wait for a lockdown. Actually, this is a really smart idea. I'm going to start it now. And, you know, there could be all sorts of different things that, that you come up with that are right within your community, are right for your customer base, um, that, you know, allow you to work with others that actually, you know, would be good for your business next week, whether it's in lockdown or not. Mm. And I think um, that that, therefore, is, is the real opportunity that comes out of this, because we're all having to think so inventively and so differently. And that includes me. It includes pretty much everybody that's, that's got a business that you go out and meet people and you work with people. Um, so, you know, you might as well get on with it now. Recession is a really, really good time for developing new and different things and thinking about ways of working that, that can um, contribute differently to your future. That's really nice to take a positive out of such a stressful situation. And actually, mm. like you were saying, you can use this as an opportunity to look at your business um, is there any other advice around there, what people could do? You mentioned earlier about sort of maybe diversifying or creating content. Is there anything else you can do, you know, in this period? Well, I think it's really a case of one of the things I try and encourage people to do is to look back at their journey to here. So your life is completely unique. Nobody else has ever lived your life and had your experiences and 
done the things that you've done. So if you really go back and think about and write a huge long list or write it up big on the wall, the story of your life, you think about all the different sorts of clients and customers and places that you've worked. You also think about write a huge long list, a second big long list about what you've ever been paid to do. It's really intriguing about how many opportunities there are in there for being inventive about what you can do to plan ahead. So, for example, I mentioned at the very start of this um, podcast that I've been both a creative head and a financial director. Now, those are very, very different roles. And in fact, I don't think I've met anybody that that has done them at the level that I've done them. Now, I've used that unique combination to spin into my business. And everybody has those really interesting and different combinations that they can um, spin into their business in imaginative ways. It's a bit like if you imagine, you know, Venn diagrams, you've got those different circles. And actually, the intriguing bits is what happens where they overlap. You know, when your different bits of experience overlap and your different markets and clients and things like that, that's a very unique spot. How can you use that, what goes in there to to build new and different services? You know, and that could be online, it could be um, in person, it could be, you know, working for companies in your locale. Um, it could be all sorts of different things, but using your own what I call intellectual assets, your own store cupboard of experience, means that you can create something that's that's potentially totally unique to you. That's amazing. That's really positive, isn't it? It's nice to think that in the midst of all this, there is something we can there take is. from it. <laughs> And you know, what's amazing about that methodology is if you include your background and your home and everything, your home life and things like that in there, you know, it's something that students can do as much as people, you know, in older years, it works for everybody. Really unpacking, you know, your background, that store cupboard. Um, Oh, it's just full of of riches. Mm -hmm. Um, And another sort of potential for disruption is the um, getting a COVID notification from Track and Trace that a client has um, got coronavirus and then you then have to self-isolate for two weeks. Again, if you're a mobile um, hair or beauty therapist, you're working by yourself. Again, is there anything else they should be thinking around um, to deal with that situation? I think that that must be so tough because, you know, they'll question their own choices, I think, which is which is hard. Um, but I think that you have to, that's where having a plan for two weeks in advance is really, really important. Um, and also thinking about, you know, obviously you've got to get in touch with, when, when you've heard that you've been in touch, you've got to go back through your clientele. And of course, they might be quite offended that um, you you're now triggering their um, them having to self-isolate. So that's when I think your relationship with them really comes to the fore. And so you can go back to them and you can either go by email or you can ring them and say, I realize that I may have inconvenienced you in some way um, because you're going to have to self-isolate because I'm having to self-isolate. But, you know, we need to be in this together. And and as a, as a um, recognition of this and, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to give you, you know, your next 
two appointments will be, you know, I'll give you a 20% reduction on them. Because what you want to do is, yes, you're going to have to cut your income by those two weeks. But what you want to do is protect your forward income. You know, so I think that coming up with inventive ways of looking at that two-week isolation, um, you know, you you have to do it ahead of the game because obviously mm. you've got to be in touch with, with other people. Excellent. Um, and is there anything else um, you think that people should know about or consider? I mean, obviously we've got Brexit coming up next year. I'm assuming that's going to have all manner of implications as well. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's sort of never-ending, isn't it? <laughs> it is. um, I think that being inventive around your business, you know, you've just got to think smartly. So, for example, you know, if you're working in a salon rather than being mobile, can you offer mobile services? If you're running mobile, is it worthwhile getting a, a you know, a chair in a salon for a bit? There are all sorts of online platforms as well that you can um you can think about for example look at there's a platform over in america called ShareShare. um so you it's under sheer as in s-h-e-a-r share.com um where salons can list the chairs that they've got for hire so check that out there may be something in the city near you um, there are other platforms like Urban.co who approve therapists and um, hair, hairdressers and things like that to go into people's homes. They're largely based in London, but they are spreading. So see what's available. Think about if you're um, going out to a family or one member of a family or a member of a family, you know, comes into um, to have their um, therapy with you. Think about perhaps offering a family service, a family discount. If you're going out to somebody's home, um, could you encourage their neighbours to come and, you know, and when the weather's good, you can do it in the garden. You can, you know, give them their treatment in the garden. Um, and what other aspects could you add to your business? For example, you know, could you run a start a small um, training service, um, whether for colouring, if you're really experienced at colouring, you know, could you offer a Saturday morning training service to people who want to either learn how to um, color for you know clients or actually you know want to improve their home coloring themselves or is there a head massaging service you could offer or you know can you add a barber service to your to what you're doing there's just lots of different ways to really think about and I know it's hard to think of all these things at once but you've um, you know it, it really is about being inventive and and if you find something that works for you really well you know can you bring other people who may not be as inventive to the party so suddenly you've got a little network of um, you've got so much work that you can bring some others on and you know take a you know take a percentage of, of what they're earning you know if you develop a little mobile network mm, that's great advice see great advice um is there anything else you think we um should cover you've given absolutely loads of fantastic tips it's a really really helpful podcast so thank you i think what's what really matters and this perhaps should come before everything you know i absolutely understand that certain people are in difficult difficult situations but I think it still shouldn't stop people take standing back from their business and going and asking themselves some big questions. And the biggest
these questions that you can really think about are, are what are my hopes and dreams for my life and for my business? I'm not talking about ambitions because those feel a bit sort of nailed down and a bit heavy duty. But actually, you know, what are my hopes and dreams for my life and my work? What would I like this business to be achieving in you know, let's say three to five years time. I mean, some people like to do it long term, but actually, and how can this flex with my, you know, with my home life and everything like that? Put all of those hopes and dreams down because what they give you is they give you the North Star. They give you your your um, direction that you can take and allow you to shape the business around what matters to you, not to anybody else, but to you. And if there are two or three of you running a business together, you know, perhaps salon owners, each each person should sit down and write their hopes and dreams and then work out, you know, what's right for the overall direction of travel for that business. Because if you don't know the horizon point that you're working to, you can't have a business, you know, the business just becomes sort of a bit, you know, mundane. But actually, if you've really got some things that you're aiming for out there, you know, those are your hopes and dreams and it's where you're going. My goodness, your business is going to thrive in a completely different way. That's amazing. That's really positive. Thank you. Not at all. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us. Um, My really pleasure. appreciate your insights. Thank you, Erica. All right. Take care. Good Bye. to talk to you. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Salon Services podcast with music by audionautics.com. We hope you found it useful and tune in next time. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform our listeners. Salon Services will not be responsible for any loans being taken out. Therefore, please make sure you're receiving financial advice prior to borrowing any monies or arranging a loan. The borrower is fully responsible for any loans taken out at his or her own risk.